Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. Tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the FOMO Fans Podcast, and it's Brian Fanzo here. And as everyone's world, uh, I'm sure right now, is getting a little bit turned upside down thanks to coronavirus, um, my world is no exception. Uh, as a speaker, uh, I went from 14 events over the next nine, 90 days to only having two events. But the good news for those of you that are listening to this is that means I get more time for content creation, more time to share thoughts with you guys, more time to really hammer down and hopefully answer a lot of your questions, um, really, you know, hopefully create some great content, focusing on some virtual events for some clients. And I know for many of you that you're now being forced to work from home, um, either because your boss has made you do so or because maybe you're showing symptoms or maybe you just don't trust your coworkers for coming into work uh, not being sick. And so uh, on this episode, I, I recorded a kind of a video. I'm doing a like a seven-part video series on uh, working from home, as I've had the luxury of doing it a, a couple different times. And this is the kind of part one of the video series that the audio on there I think is so good just to kind of break down some of the things that I've learned. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that, you know, distractions and productivity lists, all of that is great. But if you're not maximizing what works for you, uh, none of it's really going to be worthwhile. So um, without further ado, hopefully you guys enjoy uh, about 15 minutes of me talking about what working from home, what tips I have for working from home, especially for those of us that have ADHD. Yes, you are working from home. Freedom. So much excitement, so many possibilities, while at the same time, so many distractions, so many things and variables that you now have to control. My name is Brian Fanzo, founder of iSocial Fans, and I'm a digital futurist, keynote speaker, podcaster, and I've actually had the luxury of working from home for two different massive chunks of my career. I worked for the US government as a government contractor, where I worked in a big enterprise company for five years then worked from home for about four years, managing a team of 30 employees before going back into a work for a startup for about two years in the office every day, and then jumping into this crazy journey called entrepreneurship for the last five years, working from my house. And I have to tell you, you know, I was diagnosed ADHD at 31 years old. And my first uh, adventure to working from home existed before I was ever diagnosed ADHD. And I can tell you, the, the understanding of how I work, way, the way I work, and remembering that, hey, it's okay that I'm different, has made a huge difference in my life. And I can also tell you, it makes a huge difference in working from home. And so for many of you that are tuning in this, I know you've either been forced to work from home or you've made the choice to work from home. And maybe you've done it in the past, or maybe this is your first time jumping into it. What I'm, I'm going to give you a couple tips for me as someone with ADHD. Um, I was diagnosed. I am currently medicated for ADHD. But I, I believe there's, there's so many different ways that you can roll with this. And there's going to be lots of advice of how people are going to tell you to do it. But here's the thing. I don't know about you guys, but I hate when someone tells me, Five things to do before 7 a.m. to, you know, to be a millionaire or whatever it may be. So what I'm going to tell you is kind of like the mindset, some of the things to take into account. And then I'm going to leave it up to you 
the awesome expert that is now working from home to decide how you're gonna implement that. And so you're gonna hear lots of things about productivity and you're gonna hear lots of things about time management. You're gonna hear lots of things about um, you know, uh, limiting distractions. And for me, with ADHD, all of that stuff just overwhelms me. But I can tell you, if you set things up for you to work best, working from home might actually be the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. It is for me, but it's taken years and upon years of work and hopefully you guys get to skip those years. So the first one thing that I want to remind everybody is that when you work from home, it's not really you working from home. It's your entire house has to be aware that you are now working from home. I have three young daughters. And when I first started working from home, they, they didn't exist. They, my daughters weren't born yet. And then my second trip, all of a sudden my young daughters were there at home. And uh, you know my ex-wife was a stay-at-home mom at the time. And that was a big thing that we had to get over because there's things that exist in the, in the world. You know, I talk loud when you're on a phone call walking around. And so one of my biggest tips is that you have to manage expectations with your spouse, with your roommate, with your kids. One of the things that I did on my door of my, uh, of my office when my kids and the mother of their, uh, that was home was I actually put like a note on the door and said, during these hours, I can be interrupted. Rather than just saying, hey, if I'm not on the phone, come on in. And I would give them a couple, like maybe an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon that if they wanted to distract me or wanted to come in and see me, that they could do that. And it was really a, a big step because before it was kind of like, well, yeah, come in whenever. And sometimes they come in, sometimes they don't. Sometimes you're in the middle of a train of thought. And so I think that's one of the things you have to remember is that this is something that you are doing with everyone else that you share a space with. And it's extremely important to understand that. The second one is working from home can give you lots of benefits and lots of awesome opportunities. And I believe one of the biggest mistakes people make is they try to formulate a work from home uh, process that is exactly the same as when you're in the office. And here's the thing, with no commute, with no boss, with no water cooler, with no you know, sitting in a, in a uh, conference room for conference meetings, there's, there's so many things that are different. You can't just take the way you worked in the office and easily put it into the, the way that you work at home. And so one of the things that I want to kind of stress is that you have to manage expectations. And so if you're a manager managing people work from home, you need to give people a lot of leadway when they're starting. You know, stretch out the deadlines, kind of you know, put things out a little bit. If you are a, an employee and you're trying to understand how to make this work, we have a tendency because we're working from home to all of a sudden feel as though we can produce more things, we can accomplish more because there's lots of less distractions. And the thing that that will lead out to is not only burnout, but it will start to all of a sudden create expectations of what you can deliver that far exceeds your ability to be creative, your ability to be innovative, and let's face it, your ability to live and be a normal human. And so this is, the, this is probably the biggest mistake, actually, my girlfriend recently um, moving to work from home. Because your work is always here in your house, your laptop's right around, you can jump on your iPad. The interesting thing that people don't realize is if, and, and I believe everyone that's watching this video, you fall into this category. There's two categories. One category, when someone works from home, they, they see the freedom, and all of a sudden they become really lazy, they take naps, they watch TV all day, and all of a sudden they kind of, uh, you know, they can't figure out why they lost their job. That's not you guys, you wouldn't be watching this video if that was this, the lifestyle or the, the work uh, ethic that you have um, as an individual. The, the, the part on the other side of this is, we have a tendency when we're working from home to be so scared to be out of sight, out of mind, and we're so afraid to not be doing everything that we start saying yes to more things, 
We start shrinking our deadlines. And the funniest thing about it is we start working longer hours. Or even worse than that is, you know, we start working with our clients and taking on things because we believe, hey, we can just, you know, crank these things out. I can jump on the, uh, the computer, you know, um, after work. And I will tell you, this is one of the things that it, it takes a while, especially if you're a contractor or an employee. When you're working in the office, the amount of distractions you have between, you know, the water cooler, people coming to your cubicle, the, the fact that you're going in and out to lunch, the long walk to meetings, the, you know, all of a sudden the all hands meetings. I mean, think about how many total hours within your nine to five that you actually work. And I'm going to challenge you. This is what I want you to do is think about that. And I want you to be honest with yourself. Write down how many hours do you actually work? Like you're, you're full in working. And the goal needs to be, interestingly enough, that you want to actually have those same amount of hours when you're working from home, especially at the start. Because the fact that we're kind of not in the office and we have the ability to pull our laptop you know, after dinner, the kids go to bed, we have a tendency to not only overwork, but to get burnt out easily. And honestly, this is the thing that, that I saw for a lot of people that worked for me is they used to love their job and they were so excited that they finally got to work from home. And all of a sudden they stopped loving their job. And I don't believe it had to do with the job and I don't believe it had to do with work from home. I do believe it had to do with this, this unrealistic balance and manage of expectations. And I think that's something you definitely have to take into account. The other one thing here is that you need to take advantage of the things that working from home gives you, the opportunities for you to be able to move around the house, sit outside on your front porch, the idea that you can go to a coffee shop, you have all those freedoms. And with that, this is probably the thing that has helped me the most working from home, is that I had to reassign what hours of the day I was most productive and I was working the best. And I would assign the tasks that I liked doing the least. So I hate email. I hate invoices. I hate tracking down, you know, anything that's financial. And for the most part, I don't, you know, I'm not a huge, I don't love spending a, a ton of time on the back and forth uh, phone calls with clients. So what I realized was I'm in the morning, I'm hyper productive. I'm like fired up. I'm like, I like you guys see me now. And what I used to do is I used to do like social media. I used to do the things that I like doing. I used to update my website. I used to create some of my new slide decks. I used to work on a new podcast. And then I'd get to about lunchtime. And I'm like, okay, now I got to do all those things I don't like. And what I realized was that wasn't beneficial for me. And the other piece of this is because nine to five, working nine to five was something that was forced upon you. You can now dictate and determine when you work best. And so one of the things that I've realized over the last year is that I work great between nine and noon. I work pretty good between noon and two. But then I, I really, I struggle in those, those late afternoon hours, but I am massively productive from 8 p.m. to midnight. And so what I realized was I'm going to start at two o'clock. I, I do the things that I need to do in that day. And at two o'clock, I will take a nap. I'll watch Netflix. I'll go to my daughter's schools. I will enjoy my two till 8 p.m. And then I'll jump back in and knock out three or four more hours of work. And what it gave me was this like freedom. And I can tell you, not only was I more productive, but all of a sudden replying to those emails and doing all these things that I didn't like doing, all of a sudden became a lot easier for me to actually manage. Now, with that in mind, we have to start thinking about how you manage all of this. And I can tell you, the two things you're going to want to do, you're going to want a calendar block, which means block off your calendar throughout your day on tasks that you need to accomplish. The other thing is you want to use the alarm on your phone. For me, this is a big deal working from home because there's a lot of times I'll get working on something and I'll just all of a sudden time will disappear. And that happens a lot more 
at home than it than it does in the office because there's things that happen in, like all of a sudden it's four o'clock and you know that the that your boss is when your boss leaves at four o'clock and so then in your mind you're like oh that's four o'clock well when you're working from home there's none of those triggers like all of a sudden the sun's going down I'm like oh my god it's eight o'clock I've already been working and so you want to run, run that time management and what I like to do is I assign amount of time that I believe this task is worth of my time and I set an alarm and when the alarm goes off I don't immediately stop but usually what I end up doing I'm like okay. I spent eight minutes creating that graphic. That's about time. Let me wrap up this graphic and download it. And then I move on to the next task. And I think that's an extremely important piece. Another piece that I'm gonna tell you guys, and I'll kind of give you like three more uh, tips here. I know with ADHD, it's hard to stay focused on everything that's going on. Another one of them is, you know, I call it screenshot awesomeness. But this is one of the things that I really worry is that, I mean, one of the biggest concerns that you don't even realize you're doing it is that when you're out of sight, out of mind, when you're working from home and your boss can't see what you're doing, your coworkers can't see what you're doing, we have a tendency to either get nervous and scared and work more hours, or we have a tendency to really like, you know, feel, feel uneasy. And, and one of the things that I noticed, especially with those that worked for me, is that a lot of people when they start working from home, they don't have a sense of completion or accomplishment at the end of the day. And so I think it's really important to give yourself a list of things that you have to do in that day, like that are high priority, and then check them off as you go. I write them actually on sticky notes that, that happen here. You also wanna have a formula for understanding your lists, your calendar, and it can be whatever makes the sense for you. Like you can see, I, I use my, uh, my board over there. Oftentimes if something is stuck in my head and it's not allowing me to do work, I'll just go over there and brainstorm, and sometimes this entire wall will be uh, filled with those papers, and I just get it out of my head, then I get back to working, and then whenever that task comes up on my calendar for a priority, I jump back into it, and that's, that's a good way of doing it. And that piece that I said, screenshot awesomeness, is that every time something good happens, every time you get an email that someone says you did a good job, every time a client sends you a message back on social media, or you get a phone call, screenshot that and put it into a folder. The other thing about working from home is sometimes we have a tendency to only focus on the negative and we don't have anyone around us saying, hey, great job, that was, that was really good. And so it's great to have a folder of your accomplishments. It's also great when your boss says, well, what have you been doing all week? You can oftentimes just open that folder and you can show them uh, what you're doing. The other thing for me is um, I'm sometimes, can actually, I'm not sometimes, I'm a master procrastinator. And what I determined was the only way that I could get over my procrastination at home was to incentivize myself. And so what I do, I do this just about every single day and I've been doing it probably four years now, is that I give myself an award or a reward um, for accomplishing things. And so what I'll say in the morning, I was like, ooh, today's gonna be a day where I want Chipotle. And I'll look down on my list and I'll circle four things. I'm saying, you know what, Brian, if you get those four things done by one o'clock, you can go get Chipotle today. But if you don't, you don't get Chipotle today. And there's, there's plenty of days that I don't get Chipotle. But incentivizing yourself for things that you want. Maybe it's, hey, Brian, you, hey, I want to sit out on the porch. Or, hey, I want to go to my daughter's school. Or maybe it's like, I want to have a spa day. Whatever it may be. That's an important thing to incentivize. Know what, know what is going to make you feel like, hey, it's going to give you that little sense of um, urgency. The other thing is, if you are a routine-based person, if you have a certain routine when you wake up, a certain routine when you go to lunch, whatever it may be, make sure that you stay true to those routines. It's very easy to make that long commute from your bed to your computer and start working and all of a sudden realize it's four o'clock and you haven't showered today. And that's sometimes the case with me, but I also have a, my, 
I'm not a very routine-based person in the morning. There's also a tendency to skip things like breakfast or forget to eat lunch. And remember, you're only as good as you take care of yourself. And so putting those things into place, I actually have an alarm on my phone at one o'clock in the afternoon that says, Brian, have you eaten lunch today? And that's my reminder to go, oh my goodness, have I eaten lunch? If not, I need to figure out how to stop what I'm doing to get lunch. And with that in mind, I'm going to give you my last and final tip when it comes to this kind of piece is be flexible in your time, be flexible in forgiving yourself on what you accomplish, but also get out of the house, especially if you have roommates or a spouse or children. Because here's the thing, I, do, I like to get out of the house three times a week, every single week to either get coffee at a coffee shop or eat lunch in the restaurant, not just going out and bringing the lunch back here. We have a tendency to do that. And part of the reason is the walls around us they start caving in and it gets very overwhelming. And all of a sudden your work and your home is the same. And But your kids are going to come home. Your, your spouse is going to come home and they're going to be so excited to get home. You're going to be so excited to spend time with them. But the last thing you want to do is sit in the same four walls that you've been spending eight hours a day every single day for. And so it's one of the things that I like mandated for my team that worked for me is I actually put it in their budget that I was like, you must go out and eat lunch and sit at that restaurant. Part of it's just the fact that you have people around you and like it kind of works really well. And then last but not least, this is my last one and maybe probably the most important one. Put on your calendar the need and desire to check in with people and to use your collaboration tools. I, my, my, my reminder always says check in on the third floor. Wednesdays at four o'clock, it says check in on the third floor. Um, that's actually from my first job that I ever had. All of my executives were on the third floor and I made it a point every Wednesday to walk around the third floor, just walk around, see who I would run into, shake hands, get an update of what's going on. When we're working from home, sometimes it gets, not only sometimes, it gets very lonely. It gets very, like we're waiting for people to contact us. It's important to put on your calendar a time where you're gonna proactively contact other people. So what I do now with my reminder to walk the third floor is I will email or phone call or actually even message on social media certain people that I wanna just check up how they're doing. I wanna keep them, hey, hey guys, what are you up to? And it's not really me telling them what to do or what I'm doing, but it's making sure that you're not out of sight, out of mind. We have a tendency, you know, when you're working from home, the freedom is exciting, but there's also this element of you know, burnout and overworking. And with ADHD, the distractions can be overwhelming. People are gonna tell you to have lists and productivity tools, and gonna have all these things, but I, can, I can't tell, I can't stress enough, it really comes down to le learning and listening to the way that you work best, and then implementing that as you move forward. I'm gonna do another video um, in the near future on self-awareness and the role of self-awareness for working from home, especially if you have ADHD. And I'm even gonna tease you guys a little bit about like how I use a time-lapse camera and how I took detailed minute-by-minute -minute notes um, over a two-week period that really helped me be more productive. But for now, that's what I got for you. Hopefully you guys took some value of this. Remember, it is fun, it is freedom, but it is, we do have a tendency to be overwhelmed by what everyone's telling us to do. And we have a tendency to forget the freedom that this is enabling. And my goal for you guys is to kind of have that balance for both. Thanks for checking this out. My name is Brian Fanzo, better known as iSocialFans. Make it a great day.